Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. everyone welcome to another episode of dungeon crawls where it's time to put on your aluminum tinfoil hats okay in the meantime smile really big everybody smile for him why are we smiling i just thought it might help convey some energy all right it's for the government yes so we're being bugged we're being watched we're being conspiracy theories there are conspiracy however we're not going to talk about government conspiracy theories or conspiracy theories about the man you know the the moon landing being faked or anything like that. We're going no, to talk about... Transformers were behind it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about geek conspiracies, which apparently Baron knows quite a bit about. I know, I know of a couple. All right. I know of a couple. What was the first one? Uh, oh, oh, not the first one. We're talking about Willy Wonka or something Willy like that. Wonka. Okay, there's a really good con- Willy Wonka conspiracy, actually. Those All right. Snozzleberries taste okay. like snozzleberries. Can well, we... I... He creeps me out every single time. Yeah, who? hate it. Willy Wonka in general. Yeah. Gene Wilder? Yep. Never oh. seen Gene Wilder all the way I through. love that Willy Wonka. No, Gene Wilder is no Johnny Depp Willy Wonka, Wonka is creepy. He exactly. literally looks like a pedophile that owns a he chocolate is, factory. I love that Mark It creepy. looks to me like Michael Jackson has a chocolate factory rather than, you know, Wonderland or whatever. Neverland. Uh, guys, Tim you Gene Burton Wilder did it. In the tunnel. We don't know how low we're going now, to go. That what? part was Ooh. creepy. Okay. But in a that was way. creepy, but he still didn't. It still didn't feel like he didn't feel like he was gonna. He, he didn't feel like you. he was going to take one of the or kids into the you. back room and show him his yeah. something or other. There's I, a reason why I haven't seen either of those movies. Yeah, you know, but Johnny, looking at Johnny Depp's portrayal of it, it is creepy. All of it, he, just the way he he is, and he smiles and he looks at you and he's like, "I'm not letting my kid out of my sight." Like, Grandpa Joe, don't let go of Charlie. I really saw, I really saw Michael Jackson in his performance. I really did. He, he acted Wasn't like it based off of Michael Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Either way, it was. And, it and was who knows? I mean, who knows if Michael Jackson be. was really that way? I know there's tons of rumors, but we don't know. But so, what is what is okay. the the Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate okay, Factory? Okay, so, so conspiracy. here's the first part. The first conspiracy has to do with the tickets. Okay. Willy Wonka rigs the tickets. Okay. Okay. So first he sends them out hoping everything will be fine, but then he sees the greed. Okay. He sees the rich buying up all the bars. So the first first couple tickets are found. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, well, this this is just isn't gonna do. So so after after the first three tickets are found, he fakes the fourth ticket. He hires Mr. Slugworth, we already know works for yeah. him. Apparently goes out and and he's the one who gets the rumor started that somewhere distant uh, the last ticket's been found. Yeah. Okay. 
So so then what he does is he then plants money in front of the store because he, de he decides he wants to give this to a local kid. He wants somebody local to run the store. He doesn't want to have to, you know, worry about bringing people from all over the place. Okay. In. He doesn't because then it's more likely that his, his place is then not going to stay where yeah. it is. If somebody comes from out of state and wants the factory, they might move it. Okay. And he doesn't want that. He wants somebody to leave it there and take care of the Oompa Loompas. So then, so then he tells Bill, the guy who works in the candy shop, because he also works for Willy Wonka, he tells him to give it to an unselfish kid. And so, so when he finds this money and he comes in and he says, I want to buy a chocolate bar, he's like, give me the biggest one you got. We'll have a scrum diddly umptious. Those don't have tickets. And he gives him that one. And then he starts eating and he's like, well, you know, I ought to get one for my grandpa too. Yeah. Well, then you should have a Wonka bar. And he reaches up and grabs one off the shelf. Where before, he wasn't grabbing off the shelf. He was pulling out a box his hand in the That's kitchen. That's true. He grabs out one off the shelf and hands it to him. Hmm. Very interesting. I never really actually realized that. No, neither did I. But, I mean, I, I see the point. I mean, obviously we see, you know, the richer, you know... Uh, Exactly. They, Baruch and them, or they're just buying them left and right. And, and suddenly it's not a fair competition. Yeah, it's not. And so I, I can see how he would kind of rig that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was always interesting to me. Yeah. You know, and watching this is like, huh, this kid where his grandparents are living in one bed, his mom is constantly washing clothes, and he just happens to get this ticket. When Baruka who has this giant factory that's just unwrapping bar after bar, has finally done it after who knows how much chocolate has been wasted. Oh, yeah. And he just happens, I mean, yeah. And now he's a lover of chocolate, too. He's a lover of his own product, yeah. just like any of us, and filmmakers and musicians. And, yeah. And so when he sees this product being wasted, I'm sure that's another thing yeah. that makes him just cringe a little bit yeah so but here's this specifically the movies or this is specifically from the, the movie, Gene Wilder movie. Gene Wilder. Oh, and, and here's the clencher in it here's the real big clencher when all those kids first show up at the factory mm -hmm. he says how do you do nice to meet you but when he gets to charlie i've read all about you in the papers charlie that is true he's the only one that he actually took time to research yeah or at least explain to him hey look you're important enough i wanted to know about you the other ones oh nice to meet you that's yeah. fine well, almost as if he had, had, he had his already mind planned, and who knew would he already knew, end, he, yeah. and which is why I could see why he'd be so disappointed at the end when he thinks that that he's going to take this this everlasting gobstopper and sell it to to the you know the snitch or whatever, yeah. and, and then he's you know what I can't do that. Here's here's your thing back. I'm sorry that I made mistakes, and he realized at that point I, I found the right kid. I really yeah. did find him. Hmm. No, that is very interesting. I've never looked at it from that point because, I mean, you're right. It's he, he did he does hello how are you blah blah, blah. and he's like oh, I know all about you. I mean that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, I've read about you in the papers. Blah blah blah. Well, everyone else has been all over the news. I mean it's been reported and everything like that. So oh, exactly exactly they they they've had their their moments. Yes, but I gotta say because especially this last year we lost we lost Gene Wilder. Yeah, an amazing amazing actor. Uh, yeah, that was. One of my favorites of his roles, but honestly, I can't think of Young a movie Frankenstein. I've seen him in oh. that I did not I love, love him. Young in. Frankenstein. Silver well, Streak. Oh, I mean, Silver all yeah. those movies he did with Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were, he, he, like I said, there's Lady in Red. Wasn't I mean, amazing. yeah. Well, and that was what is very interesting. He was one of those actors. He, I mean, he wasn't amazing looking. 
No. You know, but he had charisma. He could act. Oh, yeah. And he was wow. amazing. He had style. He, he had a great That's one style. thing I think a lot what we miss nowadays. I mean, most of our the actors now are just like these amazing looking people. We don't have a lot of plain Jane normal people, no. it seems like, anymore. And those that are suddenly have, I mean, Chris Pratt, great guy, but we all remember him as what was it, Greg from Parks and Rec? And yeah. he was kind of this chubby, he, funny guy. He looked like a normal guy. But the only way he got successful is he trimmed up Andy and became. Yeah, or Andy, excuse me. Andy, yep. uh, you know, he trimmed up and got all. You know, he got and, the bod and yeah, showed yeah, up in Guardians of, of the Galaxy. And now, boom. He's got to play now. Yeah. So, so he's got to fit the superhero role. And so it's like. Stop drinking beer. Okay. That well, was a joke in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Wait, you lost a lot of weight. Yeah, stop drinking beer. How much beer did you drink? <laughs> yeah, it's so it, it is interesting, but I re, you know, I miss that. I mean, even today I was I was looking at some music videos, looking at like some Billy Joel, uh Freddie Mercury from Queen. And I'm oh, just thinking yeah. I look at a lot of the the music industry stars now and they're these guys you wouldn't call well, them handsome. Well, you think about the big, but the big stars you have today. Yeah. Who writes their music? They don't. Yeah. They don't. A lot of them don't, yeah. Freddie Mercury. Who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, yeah. He did. One person. Yeah. And a lot of these other big hits, who writes them? I mean, Billy Joel wrote, wrote all well, his stuff. You know, 30, uh, 40 people yeah. on some of these songs that, that have, what, two lines to the entire song? Yeah. And it's just repetitive mm-hmm. rhythm after that. Yeah. And, you know, granted... There are some that do write their own stuff. There, there are. Like that. There are, but it's far and but between. But I'm, I'm just saying, when you look at them, they're like, everyone has to be this ideal image. And these guys weren't. But they could write music. They had an incredible voice. And they could sing. And, uh, the, and, and they weren't, they weren't auto, as well. auto-tuned or whatever yeah. that is. See, there's, there's something more to it than just being able to really sing and, and play an instrument. Yeah. A lot of these people, when they got up on stage, when oh, they, they got performed, in front of the crowd, yeah. They captivated every mm-hmm. soul in that entire arena in whatever stadium they were in. They they had they had a prowess that that a lot of other people, even even the good looking ones nowadays, that they don't have the same. Well, no, I mean it's the same with authors. I mean, uh, I can't remember the author's name, but uh, I didn't even know it was the author. It it just looked like a frumpy lady. I mean, she was very. She looked like she she looked like the old you know the older lady that owned cats, you know. That kept to herself, and you're just like, all right, who is this person? You know, and then it's time for her to talk, and it's like she transformed, and she it was she was captivating. She she had a presence. She was talking. She was moving, and you're just like this. It's like she transformed into a completely different person. Um, and I, and I think as a showman, you have to have that. So, yeah. all right, so, so we got Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka. the theory. Do you want to go to the that Batman? That actually, that sounds really solid. So we got Batman. Now. We have a Batman theory here, All right. too. Okay? Oh, we were talking about this in the car on the way down Batman. here? Batman. Yeah. It's so, creepy all right. how accurate it can be. So so which Batman is this? Is this Batman oh, from the comics? Well, it, it, kind, of, it kind of bleeds With from Robin? the movie to the comics. All right, let's hear it. All right. Um, so, so the first part is it talks about how Bruce Wayne is not really the Cape Crusader of Gotham. He okay. is actually a mental patient. Okay. He was traumatized at a young age. First, when he falls down the well, sees all the bats and everything. Well, he's a he's a young so child. Of all privilege. of his adventures are in his head. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, to a degree. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it starts out he's traumatized. You know, young boy of privilege. Yeah. That's gonna be traumatizing. Yeah. But then he also loses his parents. Yeah. Shortly after, 
Yeah, and, I, I've heard this and, one. So. And that one, that one really sends him in. So where does he go after that? Arkham. Exactly. He mm-hmm. goes to Arkham Asylum, where his main doctor, who tries to help him out, is a very cheerful man. He tells a lot of jokes to him to help try and cheer him up. But because he's one of the reasons he's in Arkham Asylum, he villainizes him. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Joe Carr becomes mm-hmm. the Joker. Yeah. And his medical assistant, Dr. Harleen Quinzel, yeah. becomes Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, no, I, I, I've actually heard this, and it, it lines up so beautifully because, oh, you know, the Scarecrow is, is a representation, uh, you know, that a lot of people see in dreams that it's an evil Yeah, well, person. well his therapist gives him sedatives yeah. that cause him to have terrifying nightmares. Yeah. That's why he's the Scarecrow. Catwoman is a nurse. Now, Selena Kyle, the nurse, she also brings him extra food, which because she's nice yeah. to him, but she also forces him to take his medication, which puts her... On a border, yeah. where is she? Is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? Because there's always that love and, hate between and, and him and And as a nurse, woman. she probably takes things from him every now and then. Exactly. That maybe he, he types things and she has to take them away from him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's an enforcer, but at the same time, she shows him mm-hmm. respect. So where does Two-Face come into this? Oh, we're getting there. All we're right. getting there, okay? Um, so the Mad Hatter, mm-hmm. that's Bruce's hypno- hypnotherapist. Okay. Oh. Okay. Dr. Freeze, this is a fun one. Dr. Freeze is the maintenance man. Really? Yes, and that's and he's Doctor Freeze because the AC is always blasting and it ah, makes him cold. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Clayface, this is a good one. Clayface is the janitor. Really? But how many janitors are there? Oh, there's a lot of janitors. Well, so, that, but the but, janitor roles only wear one uniform. They do. So you have this one guy in one uniform <laughs> whose face is constantly changing. That <laughs> makes sense. That's, that's Clayface. Awesome. I can see why you're so excited about this. Two Face is an absurd orderly. He's Cruel to the patients, but he's also really nice to everybody whenever the doctors come around. Ah, he is very two-faced. Nice. Yep. Poison Ivy is the groundskeeper. A lot of hospitals have green Uh around. Green's a color that relieves stress, calms people down. Poison Ivy's the groundkeeper. Yep. And then this last one's, I don't know, I feel like this last one's a little bit of a stretch. But um, Bruce's fellow patient is Killer Croc, who has a skin condition. Okay. So they don't talk about Rache or Talia? Uh, no, they don't. They no, don't or Penguin. Or Penguin. But but then again, it's probably the chef. If you think about <laughs> it, you can. You, I'm sure there's easy ways to, to blend that in. I, I liked how so many of the characters, though, just so easily fit into these roles. Well, no, I mean, it definitely. And that would be a fun even little miniseries, to be honest, for them to yeah, do. Yeah, to have because, an actual Batman that's just imagining everything. He's Yeah, I mean, it, it could fit. It would work perfectly. Um, just because of the trauma he's done, and a lot of trauma kids that go through trauma try to understand the world, but when it's such a dark. horrible trauma and dark trauma well, like yeah. that, they see the world as that, and that everything's out to get them, and they're they're fearful of everything. So it it, it would work uh, well, very they also well. Develop a personality disorder too to cope yeah. with it, which you could argue the Batman is. Batman or Bruce is Wayne. well. I, yeah, he's like Bruce. Come here. Even now, Batman. even if if you don't add in this theory. A lot of people argue that Bruce Wayne has multiple personalities because of how Batman is. Yeah. He literally becomes a different person. Um, Either that or he's completely like the actual bipolar disorder because there mm-hmm. is, I wouldn't say he has multiple personalities because we've only really ever seen the distinct two personalities. But it's more or less two giant facets of exactly, a personality. Exactly. That show well, themselves. no, there, there, you could argue there are three. There is the third? there's the Batman that goes out okay. that fights. There is Bruce Wayne, 
And then there is the Batman that is just, you know, he just jumps into the work. He, you know, he'll be working at the computer and days zip by. So you're talking about like how everybody uh, has the three sides of the public, like yeah. like the a secret, side yeah. and the yeah. private. Yeah. So I mean that could work, um, or it could be easily bipolar, where he, you know, he he gets triggered and he's flipping back and forth. You know, he's got the highs and the lows and the manic states, and uh, it it is a fascinating character in itself. He really is. Because you have this person that has gone through horrible tragedy, has turned himself into a machine, really, because he hardly sleeps. He gets, his body gets pummeled like crazy, and he takes out these villains, and he literally beats them to a bloody pulp, and then takes them to the police. Yeah. Or leaves them for the police to, to pick up. You know, Spider-Man just knocks him out, hangs him from a web, or sticks him to a wall. Doesn't beat him to a bloody pulp, even oh. though he could easily. Easily, he just incapacitates yeah. and, and then leaves them for, to the. For but the Batman, system. on the other hand, I mean, just uh, which one? Which anime? It was. It was. It, I think it was Killing Joke, wasn't it? Where he's like, "You've already broken all my my bones before. What what worse can you do to me?" Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, and kind of going back to Spider Man. Spider Man's an interesting. He could have, I mean, I wouldn't say he would have that mental patient mm-hmm. history that you're talking about, but he has a very similar story to Batman mm-hmm. when you think about it. He lost both of his parents. He was traumatized. No, yeah, no, I agree. Well, it's interesting, but at the same time, while they're both heroes, Spider-Man's more of the, he, instead of going to find himself when he's a kid, mm-hmm. he's Spider-Man as a kid. He becomes yeah. Spider-Man in high school, so. Well, and I think the the, diff, I, the huge difference is, Batman lost his parents. Never got them. Never got parents. Uh, no, he yeah, had Alfred, back. but Alfred was more of a yeah. mentor, brother, where, uncle. Figure. Where even though Spider-Man lost Richard and Mary, he had Aunt May and Uncle Ben. So he still had kind of a parental unit that could guide him. He did, and then Uncle yeah. Ben is kind of the catalyst. Yeah. And then and then Uncle Ben dies, and then that's kind of like, oh man, I've lost more parents or something like that. And and it's it's a lot to do with him. It was his mistake that in ultimately led to uncle ben dying where batman he had no control over that no never got a parent i'm sorry who in their right mind gives custody to a a butler who else would he have gone to well you think ever argued that did batman ever have well that's the thing family members you never know if he has other family members you know according to powerless he does you know that tv that small short run tv series he did but you yeah bruce wayne you never know if he had aunts and uncles. So was Thomas an only child? What was about Martha? his... Was Martha? I mean, it, I, oh I, I, I honestly, uh, if I remember right, in the Tracy Hickman novel of Wayne of Gotham, I think Martha, I think Martha had siblings. I don't know if Thomas did, but I, I, I think that it was, just, you know, because she was Martha Kane, and I think that, she, that he had mentioned that she had a sister. I, I could be wrong. Um... Because it's interesting. Because it's just really weird. So these two people met, fell in love with each other. They have no siblings, and they only had one child, and then they died. I mean, what's the possibilities of that, really, in the world? Are we talking about yeah. comic book world or real world? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm saying real world. <laughs> comic book world, of course, they can make whatever they want up. Yeah. But, but, but again, right. that's just that's a conspiracy in itself. Where, yeah. where are the yeah. aunts, the uncles, exactly. the grandparents? No, we're going to give them to a butler. 
and he's going to do the, his best job to raise this child. What? It makes no sense to me. Well, and especially mm. when you think about it, the Wayne Millions, you would think more people I know. would hey, try to get... I'll yeah, be the steward. I'll live to... off until he's 18 and just See, milk and that's, it. That's the point, is that Alfred's not going to be like that. <sighs> I like Alfred. But he does. He really... Uh, look, okay, look at Alfred in Batman Begins. You know, Bruce Wayne's coming back. He's like, I've been living off your millions. <laughs> this True, sucks for but... me. I mean... But, Make sure you have the call back. Yeah. Well, and they kind of do allude to that into the movie because he's like, "Well, it's a good thing I did leave you in charge of everything." Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, again, yes, Alfred was definitely has Bruce's back, but at the same time, I want to. He he could have easily stopped this. Yeah. You know, as a parental figure, he would have said, "You're insane." No. You know, the Alfred that we see in Gotham, he, he seems like a brute bully, not the nice gentleman gentleman Alfred we're used to. But at the same time, he's like, I'm, you don't knock it off. I'm going to put you over my knee, knee and spank your butt. I'm like, okay, I could do this. But then I, as I'm thinking about it more and more, why would this guy be and encourage him to become Batman? I mean, he just said he's going to spank him. This makes no sense. And that was another disconnect for me yeah. from Gotham. We're going to talk about Gotham last time. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I like this conspiracy theory. It works one. really well. The Willy Wonka one works really well, too. I got a couple of other small ones. All right, let's go for okay. it. Okay. Um, I've got one. <clears throat> well, we can do, oh, probably ahead, do one quick. more. Yep, go ahead. I'll, I'll mine oh, really quick, too. Mine's going to be like, you know, just a real quick question for you guys. Good. Okay, the movie Hook. Yes. Ooh. Who is the villain? Peter Pan. Pixie Devil Tinkerbell. I would agree with How that. How did the ship fly magically from Neverland into the heart of London? Where was Tinkerbell during the final battle? She's the one who instigated everything. She put Pan right <coughs> in front of Hook. This entire war that has started, if you watch, mm-hmm. it's not Hook's idea. It's not Pan's idea. It's Tinkerbell's idea. She wants to get everybody together for one final battle. This is all a diabolical plot put together by the Pixie Devil, which in the original story, the Pixies were mischievous. Okay, well... And it just, ooh, you go to, back and To side it. with you, ooh, okay. uh, you, you uh, are correct in, in some aspects. She really wanted Peter back. She did. She, she set everything up to bring Peter back because she, so she was in love with Peter. She's really just a psychopath. Uh, okay, but where was much. she in the final battle? If she was doing this for Peter, if she loved Peter... Where was she when those lost boys were going Budget up against cuts. pirates? Budget cuts. Uh, uh, Julia Roberts was too expensive. Just like Kevin Costner in uh, Man of Steel and Ford. Um, <laughs> but honestly, if I, when I look or even read the Peter Pan story, I don't see Hook as the villain. I see Peter as the villain. Because Hook is just a guy that's running a, cap- a, a pirate ship that wants to get home. And these annoying little boys continue to thwart his progress and attack him. I mean, I have never really enjoyed the Peter Pan story because it's it, it makes no sense to well, me. See, here's another see, conspiracy actually about Peter Pan. That Peter Pan is not a little boy. He is an angel that leads children to the, the afterlife. Death. Well, yeah. no, which is I why love they that never one. grow old in Neverland. No, and these I, children yeah. have died, and he yeah. The, escorts them uh, there, there is love. a book. There's a book called Hooked, Hook, and it is exactly that. Uh, Peter Pan is a vampire. That's why he, he has no shadow. 
And Hook is actually a vampire hunter. Beautiful twist to the story. Ooh, I like it's that, one. Yeah. It's that actually my the only Peter Pan story that I actually like because it ex- it is a book called Hook. Uh, it, it explains why he flies, and he goes poking around windows in London to find young little kids, mm. and he takes them off to Never Never Land, uh, the place of eternal youth. Uh, and yeah, and and Hook. And Schmeet, you know, Hook is a vampire hunter. Schmeet's his sidekick, and the rest of the pirates are as well. Um, so it's like, a fa- pirates. yeah, pirates. Uh, it's a fantastic story, and it's the only Peter Pan story that I've ever really enjoyed. Uh, but it really it frames it up because I, it, I've always felt like again, Peter Pan is the real villain of the story. It's not Hook. Um, you know, even Disney, you you, you see him. Hook just wants to go home. He just wants to get Shmee and the rest of them home. And he's got the annoying crocodile that's always chasing him. because, And he can hear it all the time because there's that stupid clock in there. And Peter Pan and the Lost Boys keep annoying him. And he just wants to go home. That's it. He wants to go home, sell the high seas, the end. So, yeah. But I could see. I could definitely see... You know, pixies are supposed to be mischievous. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not cute, they're, they're like they portrayed. The um, so I could see where she's playing on that, and you know, yeah. she could see that Peter is bored, so she brought Hook to Never Never Land and his boat, uh, and all sorts of stuff. But all right, so just two more, two more left, just really quick ones. Okay, okay here's a fun one. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is apparently all real because they don't really live in Bikini Bottom; they live in Bikini Atoll. Okay. Yeah, and so they are all products of radiation. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, another fun one. Uh, in Family Matters, uh, there's the Uncle Carl Winslow who's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We later find him in Die Hard. Yeah. And what does he say? Oh, I, he had some problems in another town. Yeah. He changed his name. Speculation is he shot Urkel. Oh, I like that. Huh. You also played a cop in Ghostbusters. Are you saying that's tied together too? <clears throat> well, uh, you could tie that in there because you're right. He is the jail guard, the jail guard in Ghostbusters. Um, well, maybe so. Maybe that was his first job. He you know, that's he, he was a, uh, a guard for the jail, and then he moved from. Got, he would have gone from New York to yeah, Chicago. Yeah, he went to Chicago. Start, he met his wife. There, they moved to Chicago because they had it. They had a kid, and then, and then they got a family that grew up. And then this annoying neighbor kept coming over. Hey guys, or whatever yeah. his voice was, and, and then one day, and then he's just like, you know what? Now I'm done. Chalkline, yeah. yeah. And then he goes to L.A. Yep, and then he has to change his name and go to L.A. Yeah, where where he runs. And then into... he runs into uh, uh, John McClane. John McClane, that's right. I like that one. That actually that hmm. works tying in two movies. We just created one. Yeah, because there wasn't the Ghostbusters, there wasn't but now there. there is. But we just tied it in there. Yeah. Went from movie to sitcom to movie. Bikini Bottom, I could care less. SpongeBob could be nuked. <laughs> well, he's, he's already. Yeah. He's a sponge that has pants. Yeah. <laughs> he's the next evolution. Mm-hmm. That show needs to die. Ever I, since. I, I, but there, I, there's I, another one about that, that one, actually, that, that's kind of interesting. Commercial. Do you guys remember that macaroni yeah. and cheese, SpongeBob? Mm-hmm. Like, he jumps into a swimming pool, he absorbs all the water from the pool, and he makes the most annoying... Mm-hmm. Laugh ever and ever since then I just I can't I can't please I, don't do that again. McKay loves that show. See, there's there's another. I have never been able to enjoy does. it. Yeah, that's because just, it's been on since freaking 1999. I enjoy the memes. 
Does that mean anything? The memes are okay. The memes are can't be but very funny. It's just it, again, I I feel like cartoons that we used to love and cherish changed in in the late nineties to these annoying, horribly written shows. You know, with the exception of few like Brain Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they just went. I mean, brain fodder. It, it, as bad as some of the episodes are of real Ghostbusters, we still had they some fun. Really but we have that in everything. I mean, even Transformers. I love Transformers. There are some episodes. They're really bad. I mean, I was watching the other day, and there's an episode where one Autobot is talking. I think it was like Ironhide. But it was a completely different Autobot, and his mouth was moving, and it was Ironhide's voice. And I'm looking back going, wow, I never caught that before. There are a lot of mistakes like that. Yeah. But it still was so great. The storylines are still solid. Yes, they're really campy and corny, but it was still good. It was still awesome, even now. But then I look at these these cartoons, it's like, uh, no wonder Carl Winslow shot Urkel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I see you were looking at the uh, Aladdin genie there, the 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 guy at the beginning of Aladdin is actually the genie. Yes. No, oh yes. Actually yes. Supposed, that that, was that supposed is to be confirmed. Actually, I think. Yeah, yep. that's confirmed. Yep. It yeah, was exactly. supposed yeah. to be part and of the movie. There's, there's yeah. another. Theory but there was a there's a scene that was cut out that would have shown that. See, and then there's another the there's end. another conspiracy that Aladdin actually takes place in a post-apocalyptic future, yep. which and and the, uh, ten thousand years into the future, nonetheless, which mm-hmm. is why when genies released ten thousand years of being in the lamp, he has so many twentieth century. Puns, puns and, and remarks and comments. You know, I just think be... of it like Merlin from the old Sword in the Stone movie that he could kind of go back time. in time. Yeah. Or forward. There's forward, also a theory about Rapunzel sideways. wasn't raised to show physical affection. Hmm. What? Rapunzel from Tangled wasn't raised to show physical affection. She wouldn't have been. She, she was a tiny baby and this old lady. And didn't it's really been care confirmed where every time that she, you know, they do the whole I love you, I love you more, and then I love you most. If you watch it close enough, she's kissing her hair. She never kisses like her forehead. It's mm-hmm. her hair. Yeah. Hmm. No, it is interesting. Nice. Disney, you screw us up in more ways than one. Well, no, and it's not really Disney's fault. I mean, they're trying to do the best they can. I mean, those fairy tales are horrible. They honestly I mean, are. <laughs> cutting off the ankle. Well, yeah, and Cinderella, yeah. the, the stepsisters the are, yeah, the are, original are they're cutting stuff. their yeah, legs cut their... and ankles, and then afterwards they get their eyes pecked out. Um, they're just not... I... Not child-friendly? Is that what you're saying? Little Mermaid doesn't live. No, she turns she doesn't end up, She doesn't end up with, yeah. with uh, Eric. She ends up... Seafoam. Seafoam. Yeah, she ends oh. up deciding to commit suicide and turns into seafoam because she realizes... He's in love with this other woman, and she can't do anything about it. Yep. And her deal was, you he either loves you or you're dead. So she takes a header off the boat, turns into seafoam. Yeah, it's just those aren't conspiracy theories. Those are just grim fairy just, tales. Gr- yeah. And that's what yeah. it is, grim. And it's just dark. And that's what those those fairy tales were, because they were they were designed to frighten kids and, and stuff like that. It's interesting that it's the Grimm's brothers who who were the ones documenting a yeah. lot of it. And then now we and now Disney's taken those and let's let's uh, liven it up and make it which they've they've done a fantastic job. They have. I mean everybody now well at least every little girl now believes that there is a happy ending. Yes. But that was Which is funny because there weren't any in the books. No. No. 
No. And it's because really I funny think... as well, because they turn 18 and it's like, no, actually, no, that's just in Disney. Yeah, what was that movie? What, was 16. What was that movie that had, 14, Chris, that had Chris Pine and Emily Blunt in it? Into w- the Woods. Into the Woods. I think that was a perfect representation because she meets this prince. My sister gets hated married, that movie. Gets married and then realizes he's a womanizer. Oh my gosh, my favorite line of all time is in that movie. I was raised to be charming, not sincere. Yeah, I mean... My sister hated yeah. that movie because there was no happy well, ending. I mean, in the beginning I hated it. It's just like, really? This is what, what we have for my kids? But then as I thought about it more, it's like, this is more real life than probably It's not meant ever to have. be a kid's Yeah, show. it's definitely not. Yeah. But I love, uh, that was one of the lines I love because like, that how else would a prince really act? It's He's true. a person of privilege. He can have anyone he wants, and they probably do it. I mean, we've seen it in movies countless times. So yeah. All right, that's All our right. conspiracy theories in geek yeah. culture. I, I think the Batman is. one, very solid. Definitely. Uh, the uh, Willy Wonka one I like. I think Willy Wonka one's good. The uh, you know, of course, Carl Winslow one. Probably a bit far fetched, but I well, like I, I like how that story arc could happen. Here's here's the biggest stretch about it, is Family Matters didn't start until '89, where the first Die Hard came out in '88. Yeah. So, but so I hate to hate to burst your bubble, but but I like to think of the other you know, way around. Time, yeah. You're right. Timeline wise, when it's they were released, doesn't work. But do Family they really say what time exactly. it is in the Family Matter? TV good point. Series. Good they, point. they really don't. It's probably telling they, the story yeah. of back in the seventies when Jaleel I mean, White didn't get shot you know, until the early eighties. I mean, look and... how high his pants are. <laughs> you know, we really don't know. You got a point. But granted, yes, they're they didn't have the eighties clothing. They had the nineties clothing. They yeah. did. So. Sad. Yeah. Oh well. Everything else fits fairly well though. So, all right, what are your geek conspiracy theories? What are your ideas? Do you like any of these? Do you hate them? Do you think we're just full of bologna? Well, I had a sandwich yeah. for lunch. You did. All right. Yum. Was it, was it a bologna sandwich? Well. Or was it a salami sandwich? It was a bologna sandwich. But I'm not full from it. So I would only I say I maybe like an eight of bologna. All right. Okay. You can take a pinch of salt with that if you want. Yes, and I think we've lost uh, McKenzie here. So with that said, we're out of here, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Pickle Rick! Are you a fan of Dungeon Crawlers? Then it's time for you to level up your experience. Download our episodes that are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And not only that, we want to hear from you. We want to know who you want to hear on the show. What author, what celebrity, what game designers you want to hear. Not only that, we also want to hear what you like about the show. So, with that said... Please reach out to info dungeoncrawlersradio.com, email us on Twitter or Facebook, and let us know what you want to hear on this show, because we want it to be as much of your show as it is ours. So, with that said, we're out of here, and we'll catch you next time.